It's Friday Night Prophecy, and tonight here on Fig Tree Watchers, my co-host and partner Io from Imitsu Study will be joining us as we discuss the events of the week and how they relate to Bible prophecy. That's next on the West Coast Gospel Hour. Hey, it's a new year, but God is still doing great things. Are you ready? So invite a friend. Let your mom know that Friday Night Prophecy is here tonight where we will be discussing the week's events and how they relate to Bible prophecy. It's going to be a great night. So let someone know, share the invite, and uh, tell them the good news that Jesus is coming back. Yep, he is. How's everyone doing this week? Hey, if you are new to Fig Tree Watchers, we want to welcome you. We want to let you know that you can listen to the replay of this live broadcast here on Instagram at Fig Tree Watchers on our podcast, or you can listen to the replay here on Instagram. You can listen to it uh, through the means of uh, watching the, the live again, or on our podcast on Anchor or other other major platforms where podcasts are played. You can also go to our website at figtreewatchers.com. You can view it there. And uh, we just want to let you know about that. So thanks so much for joining us here on Fig Tree Watchers, where tonight we will be discussing uh, Friday Night Prophecy, which is a uh, weekly episode that we do every Friday. And we will be discussing uh, the events of the week and how they relate. Bible prophecy. If you're on uh, on Facebook, please uh, remember that we are also on uh, Facebook, and you can find us at Big Tree Watchers as well. So, how's everyone's week been going? I hope it's a great week for you. We're just giving it a moment for Io to join us, and uh, then we're going to get started. I'm also just going to read a little bit of scripture, and then uh, we will get going. God bless you all, and we're so grateful to have you here. I think uh, the craziness of the week, we have so much stuff to go over. It's going to be kind of amazing as we're letting a few of the people come on in. Anyways, thank you, and I think I see my partner on there right now. Welcome, everyone. Just want to say that Rachel and Monique and everybody is here. Wow, we got a good group going on. I was going to be a few minutes late. So let's uh, begin with with uh, what we normally do, which is pray. And uh, let's begin. Dear Father God in heaven, we thank you, Lord, so much that we can come and we can fellowship together, Lord. We can go over your scripture. We can talk about the good things uh, that you are doing in our lives. We can also talk about the signs that we see that declare your return. And so, Lord, we don't just believe this out of faith. We know this to be true because we're seeing the events, we're seeing the signs in the heavens and on the earth that are declaring and and fulfilling those things which your word, your Bible, predicted. And so it is because of this, God, that we know that you are faithful and trustworthy and that we can prepare our hearts and our minds uh, 
to come before you with a repentant heart and say, you, O Lord, are God. And we believe in what you are doing. And we put our trust and our faith in you and in your son, Jesus, who died for us and rose from the dead that we might have eternal life. Thank you, God, for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, before we get started, I do want to read a passage of scripture. And um, I was running a little bit, a few minutes behind. But um, I, I'm going to share some scripture with you. And then hopefully he'll be here. If not, I'll get started and then he'll join us. Um, today's scripture is going to be from Mark chapter 13. And it's verse 32. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming." In the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. This is a, a very important warning that God gives us as Christians. And Jesus is giving it to us very clearly. There are those who believe, who study eschatology, who firmly believe that the rapture is going to come in the middle of the night uh, because of this passage here in Mark, because Jesus refers to it very concisely. He says, for the master of the house is coming in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. So many people believe that he's coming somewhere between dusk and, and morning um, in, the, in, in that time frame when people are normally asleep. Um and so uh, a lot of people are like, well, that's when Jesus is coming back. Uh, that's when the rapture is going to take place. That would be an interest. It'd be very interesting. I, I, I'm not going to say yes. Or I'm not going to say no to that because um, it seems pretty strong in scripture. And I tend to believe scripture. Uh, but it's not the timing that matters that Jesus is talking about. In fact, he says you don't know the, the, the day or the hour. You don't. What he's telling us is that we need to be ready. That uh, he warns us that we need to be at like a doorkeeper watching, preparing for the master's return. And this is so important because we are seeing the signs like we've never seen the signs before in world history. We're looking out and we're seeing events take place that are turbulent events going on throughout the world. We know what's we're watching with our eyes, what's happening in Kazakhstan. We know that this is leading to a possible invasion in Ukraine. We're seeing Russia amass its power. And we know that Russia is one of the major players, according to the scriptures in Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, that invades Israel. We know this is leading to that Ezekiel 38-39 war. Russia is already in the land that the Bible predicted Russia would be in. We're seeing Iran raising its, its, its power and growing, uh, threatening the United States constantly, telling them, in fact, even this week, that if the United States does not prosecute Trump 
for the Soliman assassination that the United States is going to pay. Um, we're seeing the partner with Russia and Iran, China, telling America, if you do anything to interfere with us on Taiwan, you will pay vehemently. The threats are out there. The United States uh, is, is in deep trouble. And uh, everybody from Al Jazeera to uh, Wall Street Journal to CNN to Fox News is talking that the United States is incredibly weak militarily right now and even with intelligence agencies out there. So a lot of the intelligence agencies out there are, 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 that the United States has are, are very weak and they're getting bad information. Um, Al Jazeera pointed this out this week and saying, look, the United States killed a thousand civilians because of wrong intelligence um, in their uh, drone airstrikes. A thousand civilians were innocently killed by the United States in drone strikes because of wrong intelligence. This is not a good thing for the United States. This is a bad thing. And I'm not here to criticize um, the government. I'm not. Um, accidents do happen and I'm, I'm not smart enough to, to uh, be in that position to manage those um, airstrikes and those drone strikes. But there is a symptom here that is saying our, if our intelligence isn't right and it's that wrong on, on a micro scale, what is it doing on a greater scale in worldwide events? What are we getting wrong on the worldwide events? Because if we're getting things wrong on a, on a small scale, imagine what we're doing on a greater scale. And we're getting these events wrong because we're not using wisdom, godly wisdom. We're not putting our trust in God. We're putting our trust in man. We're putting our trust in our government. We're putting our trust in leaders. We're not putting our trust in God. And so many people are falling asleep at the wheel. Many people are at the door and they're not watching. They don't know that the master is coming back. They don't even realize it. And that's why Jesus is saying, look, you don't want the master to come back and you're suddenly found asleep. And he, then he says, and what I say to you, I say to all, watch, watch, because Jesus is coming back. His return is imminent. And it is coming back and we need to be the watchman on the wall, watching at all times, opening our eyes, paying attention and watching, praying, showing God's love and having a, a strong, um, disciplined mind through knowing what the scripture says. So I thought I'd bring that up as, as we're waiting for Io to join us, um, and as I mentioned, he's going to be a few minutes late. So I'm going to get started here um, tonight so we can get going on the, the Bible prophecy events. And the first story that I, I want to get to is kind of a lighthearted story. Uh, and a lot of people are going to go, well, wait a moment. What does this have to do with Bible prophecy? It actually has a lot to do with it because it's interesting here. One of the things that Jesus predicted in Matthew 24 and in Mark 13 is that love would grow cold. That in the last days, the hearts of men and women, their love would grow cold towards God and towards others. And um, 
according to CBN News uh, this week, the oldest known U.S. World War II veteran died. And he lived to be 112 years old. And the he was asked before he passed away in 2014, what is the secret to your long life and longevity? And this was the answer. He said, it is a Christ-inspired secret. Serve God and love others. And Lawrence Brooks, this 112-year-old World War II veteran, lived that life. In fact, his pastor talked about it. He said he was actively loving God and loving others even to the moment of his death. And this was the secret to his longevity, loving God and loving others. He constantly instructed his family and he was well known in the community and around the world. This African-American, this black American serviceman who experienced racism, discrimination. He stated, I've never felt like the victim. I've always wanted to love God and others. And he said, genuinely, I felt that people seemed always kind to me. This is a difference. When you're loving God and you're loving others, you don't live as a victim. In fact, you don't even look at it because you're so busy being a servant to others that you live in joy in the moment. One of his quotes said this. He said, could you describe the greatest commandment of the law? He said, absolutely. It's what Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And this is from Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Brooks said, this is what I credit to the longevity of my life. It's derived from what Jesus spoke. This is exactly what we as believers must understand. That we need to live this life, this life that he lived and celebrated for 112 years that the secret to his life was loving God and loving others. And in a time when we have race relations issues, that racism is running rampant throughout the country, violence is erupting in all the major cities. Philadelphia just set a record for 2021 in, in homicides. Chicago reached almost 800 in homicides. Los Angeles had a record setting year in homicides. Brooks was stating, this is what we need to do. We need to love God and love others and live like this. This black American is pointing to all Americans the hope that we can have in following Jesus. And the blessing of that hope is a long life that's filled with love, has no bitterness in it and has no regret. He said very clearly, I have nothing to regret. I have no bitterness towards anyone because God brought me through it and God was a blessing in my life at all times. So as we're starting this Friday night prophecy, we're starting with two key aspects. We're starting it with watch, be sober, be of sound mind and, and more importantly, love one another. 
Love one another. And this is very reminiscent of what First Peter says, that this is what we're to do. Be of a sound mind and a sober spirit, and above all, love one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. It, it is healing to the soul. And this is one of the great things that we need to do as Christians this year, is remove the fear, remove the doubt, get rid of the worry, love God, love others. And I thought I'd start that out tonight for us here on the uh, the Friday Night Prophecy uh, because I felt that this is something that is edifying and building us up and we're to build one another up and encourage one another in the faith. So going on some of the big events that were going on in the Middle East and I'm going to start there and uh, go from it. Um, CBN News reported that um, war is coming in Gaza, that this year we're more likely to see a lot more conflicts erupt in the Gaza area of Israel. In fact, um, one of the, the new heads of the Israeli Air Force announced that um, Hezbollah will suffer a major blow. Uh, and this is the Air Force chief, according to Yet News. He reported that this is going to be a, a major thing that is going to happen if Hezbollah even thinks about attacking Israel. Um, Iran is also threatening Israel, saying that we have weapons they can't imagine. Well, the Israeli Defense Forces responded back and said, you have no idea what you're up against. You don't even know what technology we have. Uh, that was according to the uh, GNS.org. Um, they also commented this week, and it was something that was made aware that um, completely missed by U.S. intelligence agency. The GNS.org reported that Iran made UAVs. These are those drones, okay, that are like jets and they can send out rockets and, and bomb things, are now in Venezuela, hundreds of them, 1,200 miles from Miami, one of the big cities of the United States. If Iran gets the nuke, the GNS reported, they can now target Miami from Venezuela with these, dr with these drones. Russia and U.S. relations are ruptured, Putin said this week, um, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Putin said that China and Russia will now challenge the U.S. because the U.S. is weak. You know, we've been saying this for a long time that, that world leaders no longer see the U.S. as a major player because we haven't won a war. We pulled out of Afghanistan with our, our tail between our legs. Well, Putin is now saying that the relationship with the U.S. is ruptured, ruptured. Uh, that means it's not in a good place. Um, and this is a major warning for everybody. Well, we saw that what is taking place in Kazakhstan this week. Kazakhstan... Uh, protests came out to protest inflation. Inflation had, it is escalated beyond uh, measure in Kazakhstan to such a great level that gasoline in some places of Kazakhstan reached $15 per gallon. Can you imagine that? I'm complaining out here in California because we're at over $5 and in some places $6 in California and they're at $15 per gallon. Milk has escalated. Um, in fact, I saw that this week in California. I want to say that, that uh, I saw milk as high as $5 per gallon for a gallon of milk. 
Um, and that is not a good thing for a, a father of 10. Um, but in Kazakhstan, milk has escalated also. And so the people were out protesting this week in Kazakhstan. And uh, the president of Kazakhstan ordered his troops to fire on the unarmed civilian protesters. And this causes caused an eruption of conflict. Machine gun fire, if you um, can look up some of the videos, you can see it yourself. Well, because of this, uh, people started resigning from the president's cabinet and he became afraid. And what did he do? He didn't call the United States for help. He called Russia and he asked Russia to send troops in. And within hours, almost 10,000 Russian troops, Spetsnaz, special forces, uh, came into Russia, into Kazakhstan from Russia. This sent shockwaves throughout Europe because one of the fear factors that we've been talking about for several, um, almost two months now, I want to say several months, is uh, Ukraine. And this inv- in this uh, invasion of Kazakhstan by Russia is foreshadowing a possible invasion of the Ukraine. And this could erupt uh, into a major, major war. Remember, Russia has been threatening NATO and the United States, stay out of the Ukraine. It belongs to us. It's our country. They're not even allowing the Ukrainians to have their own autonomy. They're saying, you belong to us. We own you. And this is very much like the sentiment that is coming out worldwide across all governments toward their populations. We control you. You obey us. You do as you're told. This is what's leading to that globalist world order, one world order that the Antichrist is trying to bring about. So we've got some really um, fascinating stuff that's going on. But don't be deceived, right? Don't be deceived. This is not the end. It's only going to get worse. Um, in, in related issues for weather, um, this week we saw over 100 um, earthquakes erupt uh, this week, 4.5 or greater throughout the world. We saw 12 volcanoes. I haven't talked about volcanoes in a while. 12 volcanoes erupt this week throughout the world. Um, Really incredible stuff that was going on. Uh, We saw rain hit California. That's right. The month of December was the rainiest month for the entire year in California. And it's cold. It's so cold that I've got a jacket on with the heater going on inside the house. Um, it is ice cold for California. Uh, let me tell you that. Um, I actually had tomatoes that normally would be growing right now. I had tomatoes that were frozen um, in my vegetable garden um, as I was pulling up the, the tomato plants. I usually get tomatoes. Um, they're called Roma tomatoes. I usually get them going all the way into December. Um, and literally, they were frozen and, and uh, completely destroyed. You couldn't eat them. Um, which was, which is crazy. Um, that is some of the weather conditions that we're seeing. We saw fires break out in Colorado. We saw huge snowstorms hit the East coast. Um, Alaska had record snowfall so bad in some cases that the snowfall actually crushed cars, literally just completely crushed and destroyed vehicles out there. So, uh, really crazy stuff going on around the world with weather conditions. Um, 
Some of the other things that we saw uh, this week was reported by WND.com. WND.com. I always want to give the source citations on it. They reported that 95% of Omicron cases are from those who got the... Okay? And um, according to WND, 1 million uh, Americans now have jab injuries. 1 million Americans now have jab injuries that they have reported on the CDC database. 1 million Americans. So 95% of Omicron cases um, that are in hospitals right now are related. This is this is horrific. And it's not just WND reporting this. Epic Times reported this as well. So it's, it's several news sorts of citations are talking about this problem that is out there. One million injuries related to this. Um, and that's just in the United States, just on the CDC database. So we're seeing a lot of things going on around the world that uh, are really affecting things. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up and, and talk about also is um, what is going on in the Middle East that we're starting to see things happen in the Middle East regarding to uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. And it's interesting because Io and I have been focusing on this a lot in the last year, in 2021. Well, this week, Israel 365 reported an article. Now, this isn't a Christian site. It's a Jewish site. But it's interesting because they reported that a rabbi, um, a Kabbalist rabbi, that's very occultic. They We don't really support the Kabbalist rabbis um, because they're, they're kind of in the... Um, the mysticism and new age, they're kind of the Bethel of, of Judaism. Okay. You know, Bethel, Bill Johnson, Todd White, they're that, they're that group of Judaism. And, but they said something very interesting and I thought it was, it was pretty important to listen to. Um, not everything in the article that I agreed with, but it was what he said at the end. Uh, he said that it's no longer a game. That the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the beasts of the field, the creepy things that move on the ground, and every human being on the earth shall quake before me. He's quoting Ezekiel 38, 20. He said, the mountains shall be overthrown, the cliffs shall topple, and every wall shall crumble to the ground. He says, this is not a game. We are sitting on a powder keg, he warned. And he then he concluded his lecture by calling both Jews and the nations to repent and acknowledge the one true God. I thought this was interesting because he's recognizing that what is really happening throughout the world right now is, uh, and, and he talks about this in his article, it's a life full of ego and violence. And he said these fractions are increasing and it's gonna lead to the war that is coming because there's no love, there's no compassion, and he said that one of the major problems for Israel is that Israel is trying to adopt foreign ethics and claim to promote equality and humanitarianism that is not in compliance with the Torah. Now, this is interesting because he's calling that we need to go back to the Torah and really study it. He says, if we don't, otherwise this war of Gog and Magog will be upon us. And he warns us of that. And I thought... Wow, this is pretty interesting 
that even someone I vehemently disagree with in their philosophy and the fact that they don't recognize that Jesus is God, even they are recognizing that they need to go back to the Torah. They also need to recognize that they need to repent before the one true God and that they need to stop um, giving credence to the world philosophies uh, and they need to go back to what is in compliance with God's will. So is the very same thing that we're saying as Christians. Stop giving yourself over to the world philosophies. It's deceitful. In fact, Jesus in Matthew 24 and in Mark 13, the very first thing he does is he warns them, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. He's telling us that we need to follow what God is teaching us through the Bible. And we need to understand exactly what um, Lawrence Brooks, the, the 112-year-old World War II veteran said, love God and love others. And this is so important, so important. Other things that are uh, coming up this week that we really should be focusing on is uh, the interesting things of that are that CBN is reporting on what is going on with Elon Musk. Um, Elon Musk uh, says he agrees with the teachings of Jesus, uh, but he does it from a New Age standpoint. He says, "I'll be saved." He's thinking he's going to be saved by AI technology. And Elon Musk is almost teaching like a world religion um, that is coming about. That There's going to be more than one way, one way to get to God. And this is incorporating AI technology along with humanism in this one world religion of the new age. This is part of one of those things where Jesus is saying, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. So we're seeing this more and more. Um, we're seeing that um, the world is embracing things um, more and more like abortion. So for example, an abortion clinic in Alabama is under fire of accused of risking women's life after botched abortions. So we're seeing botched abortions. That's okay because they were doing the will, okay, the good things out there. Well, that's not a good thing. Uh, that's murder. And so we need to pay attention to these things and realize what the world is doing is trying to teach us what is they say is good isn't necessarily good, right? What God says is good is absolutely good. What is God says is evil is absolutely evil. And so we need to be paying attention and not be deceived. Some of the other things that we saw this week um, in the news, uh, some good things, for example, uh, was we saw in Canada, UK court sides with Christian nurse who was bullied and fired for wearing a cross. Uh, they said, no, this is not the case. You cannot fire someone, nor can you bully someone for wearing a cross. They have a right to their expression of religion. Now, this is great that this happened in England because England... Um, over the last several years has really been persecuting Christians. Um, England has been uh, arresting pastors who are preaching on the streets. Uh, and, and remember, this was commonplace in England. This was the norm. England was one of the Christian nations. It's actually part of their, their, their law system. But now that's no longer accepted anymore. 
So they'll let you wear your Christian cross, but they won't let you talk about Jesus. They won't let you call out sin. They won't let you declare what morality is. Sure, we'll let you have your cross, but you need to shut up about everything else. So in one sense, we look at this going, yeah, she can wear a cross, but she has to be quiet. She has to be, she has to shut up about Jesus. She can't talk about sin. And, uh, that's a big no-no now in England. So although we may want to um, rejoice and go, yeah, awesome. Um, you know, she got to, she got to, uh, we also have to realize uh, that this is a major problem. Hey guys. Hey, you finally. Sorry for showing yeah. up so late, brother. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I don't know if you explain the situation, but I'm currently at church just serving for something. But just got distracted for a little bit, but I'm glad I'm here. Um, and I'm ready to, you know, talk about some Bible prophecy. What were you, just fill me in. What were you talking about for the first 30 minutes? Oh man, I, I, we talked about a bunch of stuff. I mean, uh, we talked about what was going on in Kazakhstan and, and mm. Ukraine and how that was related. We talked about um, some of the warnings about Hezbollah, um, yeah. Israel coming war in Gaza, um, that that was gonna happen. <clears throat> Uh, we talked about that Iranian-made UAVs are in uh, Venezuela, just 1,200 miles off of the coast uh, of Florida, and, and they could strike Miami with nuclear weapons if Iran yeah. Um We talked about that um, Putin said that Russia and U.S. relations are ruptured, uh, and Putin said that China and Russia will challenge the U.S. in all areas, financially and militarily. Uh, we talked about the volcano eruptions, 12 volcano eruptions, over 100 earthquakes, according to earthquake.com. Um, we talked about rain in California, snow in the rest of the country, fires yeah. in Colorado. Um, we talked about um, WND um, comments about 95% of all people are, uh, are uh, in the hospital. Uh, yeah. are, are, they have the... And... The fact that the U.S. has now reached one million injuries mm. um, due to the the vax. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's a lot. I, and uh, and uh, so we covered that. We covered some Bible prophecy. We read from from uh, Mark chapter thirteen, and uh, now it's your turn. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks again for filling in. Sorry for showing up late, but yeah, I got a lot to um, really a lot on Christian persecution. Uh, stuff going on in China and like this is real deal um, big time stuff coming up in the pipeline in terms of Christian persecution in China in uh, Canada. <clears throat> so the first article I have here from the evangelical focus online religious services and activities led by foreigners be banned in China. That's going to start in March. And this is kind of so this is a lot of good stuff. Uh, it was short article. So I'm just going to read a lot of this. That should take like five minutes or so. But just bear with me as I read through this. But again, it's really pertinent information. Um, what Chinese people will be facing, even like foreign companies that are trying to share the gospel in China, what they're going to be facing coming this March. <clears throat> so article says, the Chinese State Administration of Religious Affairs, along with the Ministries of Industry and Information Technology, Public Security, and of State Security, long title, recently announced new restrictive measures for Christian online activities. Um, so continuous here, it says, the measures which will affect churches, organizations, and individuals will come into force on first, March 1st, 2022. According to a state-owned Global Times newspaper, the Chinese government aims to 
standardized online religious information services and guarantee citizens freedom of religious belief. That's what they're saying. They want to do this to guarantee you have your freedom of religious belief. But hear me out. See what they're actually trying to do. They said any Chinese organization or individual that operates online religious information services should submit sub application to provincial to provincial religious affairs departments. So you have to submit an application if you're a religious organization. Furthermore, the religious content of those online activities must not incite subversion of state power, oppose the Chinese Communist Party leadership, undermine national unity, or violate the principle of independence and self-management in religious undertakings. So essentially, if you just teach from scripture and you say, hey, Jesus is king, you know, you only essentially follow the Lord. If the government goes against the Bible, you can't follow that. Well, that goes against what the Chinese Communist Party says, so they can't allow that. Furthermore, before you can even say what you want to say, you actually have to fill out an application and they have to give you a thumbs up to go ahead, right? But after that, of course, they're going to be scrubbing what you want to say. Next, they said, religious groups must not utilize the internet to induce minors to become religious, organize them, or force them to participate in religious activities. So if you're obviously um, younger than 18, your groups can't target people that are younger than 18. I guess that's banned now coming up again in March in China. The measures state that online preaching should be organized and carried out by religious groups, temples and churches and religious co colleges that have obtained the internet religious information service permit. So if you are a religious group, temple, church, to actually do services online, preach online, you actually have to obtain a permit. A permit. So remember, first you have to fill out an application. Then your, the content that you'll be actually preaching well, it has to conform to their ideals. And not only that, you actually have to have a permit to even teach anything in the first place. So they're putting all these roadblocks to make sure you line up with what they're trying to do. Next, it says religious colleges that has, have the permit will also be able to train their students and religious people on their specialized internet websites. Um, but again, they're going to scrub you if you do that. Uh, so essentially, the article kind of goes on a little bit. But again, this goes on. And it's going to start in March 1st of this year. That's only in two months. That's in China. So we already know the Christian persecution Chinese are already facing there. But this is even like dropping the ball, the hammer on them even more, right? Um, yeah. The last thing it says here is the measures also point out that overseas organizations, individuals, or organizations that set up foreigners are not allowed to operate online religious information services within the Chinese territory. So it's not you don't just have a problem spreading the gospel in China. But if you're a, just a regular ministry online, doing your services online, and you're from Argentina, you know, U.S., Canada, you might have to also conform to these ideals to actually even get anything done, the gospel spread in China. So it's a huge roadblock coming forward for Chinese Christians, obviously, and, and, and any it, of us. I mean, people are laughing at this, but this could infect us because yeah, we already know that um, this week it was announced that um, Apple and Google and, and um, uh, Facebook were compliant with all Chinese yep. mandates that they didn't resist any of them. And so they could shut us down um, on our websites, on our platforms, uh, not just here on the social media companies, because, you know, we're violating that edict and uh, from China. And yep. this is this is big news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, another thing here, uh, and I was, I was mentioning Canada earlier, a faith lawyer, John MacArthur calls on pastors to preach biblical sexuality 
and defiance of new Canadian law that would criminalize evangelism. Evangelism. So I think you guys might have heard about this one. This one's more uh, widespread. And again, Faithwire touched on this. Other people touched on this. But the bulk of the article, it's uh, Canadian pastors are warning their new conversion therapy, therapy bill just passed by Parliament will likely ban them from teaching that homosexuality and transgenderism are sins according to the Bible. So the bill, what they're saying is like, oh, we want to ban conversion therapy. We don't want harmful conversion therapy. But I mean, when you look at the definition of conversion therapy, most Christians will be like, well, yeah, we're not trying to like, you know, waterboard people who are lesbian or whatever. We just want to counsel them. We want to show them scriptures, show them how uh, godly living is, what godly marriage is, godly sexuality is. That's what all, that's what we want to do. We don't want to like hurt people or anything. Um, but basically they make this so broad that you can't even teach on sexuality. So what the article says, but critics say C4's language, and that's the name of the bill, uh, is so broad, it also effectively bans preaching and teaching based on biblical sexual ethics. Uh, so in response to this, John MacArthur, he started this, like, I guess, campaign, you can call it, uh, with pastors in Canada, pastors in the U.S., that on January 16th, they will preach on biblical sexuality, even though it is essentially illegal. It's illegal in Canada now. So in response, John MacArthur, a longtime senior pastor of Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, is asking for ministers across the U.S. to join him in preaching about God's standard for sexuality on June 16th. Uh, and again, um, we've had already, I think, a few hundred people, a few hundred uh, Christians or pastors, rather, signed up for this to do that. And, you know, in the coming weeks, once this happens, we might hear news of these pastors getting arrested. But again, they're just standing on the biblical mandate to just stay truthful on God's word and, and what it says concerning that topic. It's sad that we have to wait to June. That's six months away. Like, why aren't we doing it now? I and mean, why aren't we doing it every day mm -hmm. like, as, as Christians standing up for what God is saying? We're living in fear. And we, we were, you know, the 2022, I really believe God is saying, stop living in fear. Stand yeah. with boldness, stand up for me. I'll deal with the consequences. You need to trust me. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's important. Look, it's not just there. You, you bring up one of the other articles I wanted to bring up, which was um, an AA group, Alcoholics Anonymous, which helps people overcome alcohol addiction. At the core of it is to believe in a higher power. Okay, and they have always acknowledged God. They've always allowed people to use their Bible. Now, this AA group has been separated out and punished by the organization for praying at meetings. Okay, when I was a kid, praying at an AA meeting was commonplace, right? Mm -hmm. You prayed, you asked God to help you, you actually said the prayer. They were citing the Lord's Prayer, um, and the reason why they're being punished now by national organization is you're becoming too Christian focused. Now, how, look, how can you say you need a higher power of God, but then say, well, we'll tell you which one you can choose. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, here, this is a major thing. So it's, it's not, notice they didn't, they never attacked the group for being too Muslim focused or too Buddhist, mm -hmm. or too new age focused. It's always Jesus. It's always too Christian focused. Yeah, always, always. Christianity is always the problem. Yes. So now I'm stepping out of like the Christian persecution news. And again, guys, like it's the answer. Christianity is always the answer. And yeah. that's, yeah, it's yeah, the exactly. solution. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, we want to remind you that 2021, once it started, 2021, this time last year, we we're saying that, hey, guys, persecution is going to increase. 
We saw an increase in persecution. Again, we're going to remind you guys, hey, guys, it's going to increase in 2022 already. We're already seeing inklings of that right now, early on, not even the second week of January. Um, so, yeah, this is going to continue out th throughout the rest of the year. Another one, technology. So now we're getting to that tech news. Uh, very interesting stuff here. Uh, I think sometime late November, early December, we told you guys about how, and a lot of you guys saw this as well, how in Sweden, uh, a company started, you know, using microchips. They developed microchips, which they're using for their vaccine passports, right? And that made big news on even secular news reports that, oh, wow, this is like invasion of privacy. Oh, wow, do you guys, you know, check this out or whatever. Well, now we're seeing that, I forgot his name, like the managing director, um, he knew that that news was viral and he's kind of like piggybacking off that, uh, the, the, I guess, the hype of it. And he's saying that we can't stop the rollout of this. We're going to have microchips whether you like it or not. So Express covered this and our headline reads, COVID microchip developer says there's no stopping rollout whether we like it or not. Uh, so again, background, a Swedish startup company has invented a scannable microchip that is implanted in people's arms and can display your COVID-19 vaccination status. Uh, created by the tech startup Disruptive Subdermals, the controversial invention is made up of the, the implant that's smaller than green rice. Uh, one Twitter user argued, listen to this, this Twitter user is pro-vaccine and listen to what this user says. So one Twitter user argued, look, I'm as pro-vaccine as anyone around and I'm pro-vaccine passport but this just plays into the narrative that they want to track you. Um, so yeah, in this guy, he says this technology exists and is used whether we like it or not. I'm happy that it's brought into public conversation. So why is this important? This is becoming more and more mainstream, not only the microchip, but also the idea that, hey, not only do you need to get the jab, we also need a physical identification to know who got the jab and who didn't. And if you have it, you can participate in society. If you don't have it, well, too bad. You, you've lost your rights, looks like. Oh, so you lost your rights. That's very interesting you say that because uh, French President Macron said this week, um, the outrage that those who are, are unjabbed are no longer mm -hmm. citizens. And a yeah. huge protest came out, outcry from, his, from the people of French. Good, uh, Good job on them. Uh, people spoke out again. But not only him, Trudeau of Canada, Ask the question whether or not Canada should tolerate the unjabbed extremists. Mm -hmm. So you're, if you're unjabbed, you're an extremist. Um, this is all leading to the one world government, and it, it's all coming there. So they're, they're saying, should we even tolerate you, Canada? And the French president saying, you're not even a citizen. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose your citizenship over this. Um, Meanwhile, in the United States, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, you know, a judge issued a state, not a Supreme Court, a federal judge issued a state against the mandates for, for Navy SEALs um, seeking religious exemptions. Um, the Supreme Court is about to take this up, and it should be ruling any day now in the United States over the wide-sweeping uh, mandates that the um, uh, Biden administration has, has put in whether or not it's even constitutional. Understand, if they rule in favor, the Constitution's been nullified. Yeah. It's been completely obliterated by the, by the court. Um, and there's no coming back from it. So the only rule, we have to pray so strongly that even the, the left judges rule against the president, that it needs to be, a, in fact, it needs to be a unanimous vote.
Um, we need to pray for that. And right now, if that's, there's anything you're doing for your country, you need to pray for the United States. Because if the United States can hold out, it's going to force other countries. It's going to really hold up the people in other countries to stand up against their tyranny. Yeah. If they don't, then tyranny is, is it's going to come faster. It, yeah. I've been saying maybe 2024, it could be next year. I mean, it's going to just come like a, a plague. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. It's all coming quick. Uh, this news, I think you'll find really interesting. Um, and me and you have talked about this a few times already in the past. For this is from the New Scientist 2022 preview, Large Hydron Collider will reach for the edge of physics. So the Large Hydron Collider at CERN. CERN <laughs> near Geneva, it's them again, yep. Near Geneva, Switzerland will start running again after a three-year shutdown and delays due to the COVID pandemic. So get this. Not only has it been stopped for the past three years, they want to restart it, and they want to even restart it better than it was before. So they want to upgrade it. The particle collider, known for its role in the discovery of the Higgs boson, I don't know what that is, which gives mass taller to fundamental particles, will return in 2022 with upgrades that give it a power boost. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because it's really interesting in relation to a trumpet judgment me and Brother Stefan always point out. And I remember, I forgot what time it was last year, you brought up a secular article from a, a secular woman not a Bible reader, and she went to Revelation, this judgment, she was like, hey, this thing they're doing at CERN reminds me of what the book of Revelation says. And again, she wasn't Christian, but yeah. what do I mean? Revelation 9, the fifth trumpet judgment. Uh, I'll just read a little bit of this. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit, like the smoke of a great furnace, so the sun and air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit, and out of that uh, pit, I'm sure you guys know, came locusts or demonic uh, or fallen angelic beings that came out of that. But I mean, a lot of us see what CERN's doing. I mean, they have their, uh, I don't know, like Kali or Shiva god statue, the, the Hindu god destruction, a false god, might I add, of destruction there. They're saying they want to find the god particle. They want to open a door to another dimension. It's like, what are these guys doing? So a lot of us have been asking for a while now, is what they're doing, does that have a hand in this fifth trumpet judgment? Are they going to succeed in the tribulation? Will God allow them to open up the door to whatever portal and then bring in, you know, these demonic beings? So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I just had to uh, mention that article, though. You know, I, I mean, and this is something that we're really coming into play. Look, um, it is it is absolutely, we're living in a time that uh, the demonic realm is absolutely relevant and, and prevalent um, throughout the United States. Um, we know for a fact that 20% um, of elected politicians in one political party, I'm not going to name which party it is because you can guess, um, are bail worshipers, self-announced bail worshipers or Satanists, paganists. Um, they're involved in it. Uh, they don't try to hide it. Um, we, you reported an article uh, a year and a half ago on the steps of, of one state uh, in which they were holding outside the state a satanic ritual. Do uh, you remember that? It was over a year ago. And um, so um, that, that, is, that is something that is big. And so we're seeing this more and more, more bail worship, 
uh, in government agencies, Satanism going on. So big, big news. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. There's a someone coming in there. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. And it's just the prevalence of, I feel like, what do you even call it? Because I know in the last days, it's, it's just a falling away from the church a falling away from truth. And then not only that, but also an embracing of demonic activity. Right? I think first Timothy talks about this, that they'll be falling away, people uh, falling from the truth. And then they're, listening to doctrines of demons. So I think that's part of it, that acceptance of what's evil, what's demonic, or placement of the truth. So I definitely agree with you on that. Yep. It's a big thing. Um, I, I did want to get one of your thoughts. One of the stories I started out with was uh, Lawrence Brooks, the 112-year-old um, Black American World War II veteran that died this week. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. And he said that the secret to his longevity was loving God and loving others. Mm. And really said it was Christ at the center. Do you think that there's a spiritual blessing on, on believers in long life and, and um, life? I mean, here he was, a World War II, and went through World War II. Um, he said he had no bitterness. Uh, he said, yes, there were some people that wronged him, but he, he learned to love them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is this what a Christian looks like in a, in a world of hate? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't even remember the, the specific points of Scripture, but I just remember passages in, like, you know, Proverbs and, and Psalms and things like that, where if you follow the commandments of the Lord, we'll get blessed, you know, and he talks about having long life and maybe, you know, uh, material blessings and things like that. But in general, if we just follow what God has set out in Scripture, if we follow how, uh, for lack of a better term, if we follow his design for us, because we were created by him, so if we follow his design for us as human beings in any area of our life, sexuality, um, um, worshiping him and things like this, yeah, we'll prosper if we just follow what, what he says, right? Um, so the other, the opposite way, right? If we don't follow what he says, then we might have a short life, we might die and things like this. Just a simple example is when he says that, hey, if we, we know in scripture that, okay, yeah, we can drink, but he says we shouldn't be intoxicated, we should be sober-minded. Well, what happens if you don't follow that? You get drunk drivers and things like this, and we get in these accents and whatnot. So it just makes sense. It's biblical principles. If we follow those, I definitely agree that we can be blessed in those areas, including uh, longevity. And, if, of course, more importantly than just physical blessings is the spiritual blessings that have an eternal impact on our lives, too. And I want, I want you to note the difference here. He's not talking about prosperity gospel here, right? No, 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 no. We're talking about obeying God's commandments, not tithing, okay? Mm -hmm. Not tithing for blessing. Yeah. About being obedient because you love God, there's a blessing on that in your life. And that, that is the true privilege of, of being a Christian is um, when you follow Jesus and you obey his commandments because you love him, mm -hmm. right? There is a blessing on that, on your life. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. Um, next piece of news. I know you touched on some weather things earlier. I had some news on that as well. Um, from the Bellingham Herald, 74.5 inches of snow, multiple weather records smashed at one Alaska National Park. So the treacherous weather being reported across the nation may pale in comparison to what's happening to one Alaska National Park, where just over six feet of snow fell in December. Uh, Denali National Park got an average of 2.5 inches a day for 29 days and they said that's a lot even by alaska standards 
uh, just over 74 inches of snow fell at the park, making this the snowiest December on record. Um, I, they thought one story said that it actually crushed whole cars. The snowfall was so great, it crushed yeah. cars. Yeah, Can you imagine that. Yeah, so I mean, that's just the crazy, you know, weather things we're seeing, right? Whether it's intense cold and snow and ice and all these things or intense heat. Um, so I'm sure we're going to be seeing some crazier things going into 2022 as well. Another one uh, in terms of uh, earthquakes uh, from end time headlines. Earthquake swarm continues in South Carolina. Geology, ge geology professor says unusual. So South Carolina has now had 10 earthquakes. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but just, but just bear with me here. South Carolina has now had 10 earthquakes as of Wednesday near the Columbia area in just as, in just as many days. Uh, according to WYFF, Stephen Jome, an associate professor of geology at the College of Charleston, said, we are looking into this. It's a bit unusual. So again, I said 10 earthquakes. It was an earthquake swarm, 10 earthquakes. Some of you guys might be thinking, well, okay, 10 earthquakes, that's not a lot. But this is why it was unusual. According to South Carolina Emergency Management Division, the state typically averages about 20 quakes each year. At this point, there have been half the amount in only 10 days. So wow. 20 earthquakes in South Carolina for a year, they have half that, 10 days already. So 10 earthquakes might not sound like a lot, but when you compare it with the average, <laughs> Lord knows what's gonna, what they're going to have for the remainder of the year, right? So this is just goes back to Matthew 24, the birth pangs, increasing intensity and frequency, earthquakes, volcanoes, heat, snow. Um, we're just seeing it all over the board. Well, um, we are at the end here, um, and I, I do want to give you one last bit of good news. Um, Apple reported that Bible podcasts are number one and number two on Apple chart. Yeah, uh, that's good. Um, so if you want to listen to the replay on this, you can find us here on Instagram and listen to it, watch it on the replay live, or you can go to Apple iTunes and listen to the podcast of this replay. So we want to let you know that. Uh, now that they're admitting that in this year of travail, people are searching in the internet for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that's it here for the West Coast Gospel Hour, Fig Tree Watchers, um, as we discuss this week's uh, news events and how they relate to Bible prophecy. Um, Ayo uh, from Mitsu Study is my co-host and, and partner here in ministry, and he joined us tonight uh, late because he's, he's actually doing a youth event in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight. Do uh, you want to say a last goodbye with the last 30 seconds we have? Yeah, sure. Just thanks again for watching, guys. We just want to use this news to point to Christ. If you haven't given your life to Christ, just believe on him. He died on the cross for you. And for us who have believed on him, we just want to make sure this encourages you uh, for our soon departure out of here. So, Good night, everyone. Have a good night, guys.